Welcome back to the Attention Podcast, where you learn how to gain and retain the attention of your buyers to build an audience. I'm Dan Sanchez with Sweetfish, and today I interviewed Thomas Egu, who is the head of content at GetAccept, and how to grow your audience by engaging with Reddit. In this episode, we talk about different definitions of community. We t- certainly talk about how to engage with Reddit to kind of build a community there and like interact with that community. But my favorite part was the insights you can gain from paying attention to, so essentially the insights you're missing from ignoring channels with anonymous users, which is Reddit. And one of the things I've kind of hated about Reddit and loved about LinkedIn, but now I'm starting to find maybe that was a mistake. So learn more by listening to this whole interview, but be sure to stick around for my last insights at the very end, as far as what I'm gonna do about what was said in this interview. Thomas, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tim. Pleasure to be here. I'm excited to jump into this conversation of audience growth, but mostly community. I even put out a poll probably two months ago, just asking people, like, how do you define audience growth? There's a new topic that I've been jumping into. I wanted to kind of see where people were at, and I put out a poll and put out a few things that I heard. Community was one of them, and that was probably the most popular definition of community, was audience growth means you're building community. And I'm always like, wait, what? <laughs> that seems that seems a little strange, but we had a little talk in our pre-interview and you have your own thoughts and ideas about community. So I thought I'd start off with, what have you noticed with the term community? What are you seeing out there in the world as far as how people are talking about this thing? Yeah, my point of view is that uh, community is a term that's being thrown around all over. Uh, a lot of companies are focusing on building a community, so whatever it is for audience growth or other reasons, but there is not uh, one defining or, say, common definition of the term community. And I actually think maybe there shouldn't be because every company will have a different purpose for its community. So I used to work in the events sector before, and we defined our community as our database so when we you know, approached sponsors, we would say we have a community of 40,000 uh, professionals within the sector. And that was like the kind of key factor of why they should sponsor us because we had the biggest community. But you know, if you ask anyone within the database, if they felt they were a community member of our company, they would say no, or maybe, you know, half of 1% would say, yes, of course, we are a community member, but 99.5% would not think that. Some of them would not even know who we are. We just had their contact details. But then you have communities that are, you know, kind of closed door. People need to sign up, pay to be a part of it. Of course, then there is more of a community feeling uh, in that perspective. So you wouldn't even go as far to say it's just like an audience of people that have opted into hearing what you'd said. You're like, if you, the way you would define it, it's like, even if you have their contact information, you would, that's probably the broadest definition I've heard so far. Yeah, that, that is the broadest. And it could be, it could also be then, uh, you know, anyone who's engaged or followed your social media posts could be your community, even if they've only liked one post once, you know, six months ago, but they have engaged at one point with you. But that, so the definition can have quite a, a large spectrum in a sense. But I think there shouldn't be an actual definition because every company will have a different 
reason or purpose for building a community. So it could be as a you know tool to approach vendors. If you're a say an agency or an events organization, if you're more like a tech or product company, it could be a community for actual users or customers. So it, it can vary in so many different aspects. So what are the other versions of communities you've seen out there? So if we have a spectrum, contacts being on one list, one side, and I guess a deeply, I, I'm trying to think of like what the deepest level of community is. Yeah, the, I mean, some of the deepest level, you know, you could have a community for actual users of your tech product. That, that would be very deeply rooted. The only way you can become a member is first off buying the product and using it. And then you could get access to the community and that could serve a lot of purpose. One of which could be saving time for the support team because then the members of the community or all customers, they can actually help each other with troubleshooting or, you know, oh, I have an issue, you know, sending out this email in this sequence if you're using kind of an email tech, then other members of the community could help out. So then that customer doesn't need to go to the support team. So that could be an example, or it could be more generating user content, like user generated content. So more like an awareness type. So if you're doing, you know, like say Buzzsprout, for example, they have a community on Facebook. When you uh, use Buzzsprout, you get access to the Facebook community and then people are sharing about, you know, how they do podcasting, what kind of tools they use, how do they reach out to guests, these kind of things. It's got, I don't know, 30,000 members and it's user-generated content that then Buzzsprout can use to themselves create blog posts or email newsletters or these kind of things because it's already been vetted by the community itself. So I have my own definition of community. I want to share it with you and kind of see see how it hits you. And of course, I know you stated uh, that it's probably better if we don't define it, but I'll give my definition and see see how it goes. To me, like what you have is like a contact list. I see audience and audience is, is a group of people who want to hear from a particular leader right, who's broadcasting some kind of information. If it's an engaged audience, they're actually like talking back to the leader. But those that audience is not talking to each other. You have community when yeah. that audience is not just talking to the leader. They're talking to each other and collaborating over yeah. similar ideas or similarities they all carry. And of course, you don't even need a leader to have an, an audience all engaging with each other. To me, that's what community is. like. And you can have like geographic communities, like I live in a neighborhood and I talk to the neighbors. You know, We're not really following any particular principles or methodologies or interests other than the fact that we live close to each other. And you can have them on things like Reddit, right? Like little communities pop up around Reddit all the time. Not a leader, but they're, they're talking, they're sharing, they're helping each other. And that's kind of like the other far end of a community. How does that kind of hit you? Is that kind of ring true? Is it kind of like... Yeah, I mean, in essence, you know, that's maybe the the OG definition of what a community is, you know, especially like you mentioned, very geographically based. So you have your community of neighbors or the other parents at your kid's school, you know, where you kind of support each other. You don't necessarily have a leader, which you see quite a lot today. I mean, I don't know how many WhatsApp groups I'm a member of for, you know, my kids' football teams, my kids' classes, and, you know, these kind of things where it's, we're there to help each other. If we, someone needs carpooling, if the school is closed, if there is anything. So yes, that's that's a good definition. But I think more from... A B2B tech or B2B perspective, then 
how do you apply that? Because in the end, as the creator of the community, you still want to get some value, either generating money, generating content or, or loyalty or anything. There, there will be a purpose as to why you're creating a community because it is also very time consuming. Well, that's when I try to think of like, well, if I'm going to create community amongst my maybe community out of ideal buyers, right? People I'd love to do business with. I have to try to think of a forum where I can get them to help and share information with each other. Because without that, I can, I mean, I can get a podcast going like this one and people are listening to it. That's an audience. They're not interacting with each other. So how can I create a forum? Like some people do like Slack communities. And that's where there might be a leader prompting some kind of discussion of the day, but the real engagement's happening from in between the members themselves. So I haven't seen a lot of great communities. I know there are some out there like Pavilion's a big one. And I've seen a bunch of little sub-niches out there in Slack. But honestly, I haven't seen a lot of huge B2B communities. Oh, Termin- uh, Sangram did one. The What's it called? Peak performance, peak... I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's. Uh, I've tried to build a few communities in the past, not with uh, GetAccept currently, but in my, in my previous position. And uh, both times I failed. So it was two very good learning experiences. The second time I failed mainly because actually... It was just around the time that I left. So I launched it about a month before I left the company. So not a proper failure, just I didn't have the time to to kind of nurture it. But um, yeah, like you say, you, you need to find, first you need to understand why are you doing it? What are you going to get out of it? And what are your members of the community going to get out of it? And then you need to, of course, create you know, a content plan of whichever format you're using, whether it's video, audio, text, you know, if it's creating a newsletter on LinkedIn, you could say that's a community as well because people can comment on the uh, comment section and these kind of things. So, you know, kind of a, a channel, you know, uh, frequency. Okay, if I'm going to start a newsletter, if I start a Slack channel, how often am I going to share content to try and engage the community members and really defining a purpose, first of all. That's good. So I kind of heard like multiple steps there. One, you want to have something that you and they can get out of it. It has to be mutually beneficial. Of course. Two, you have to put together a content plan, which is probably going to be determined by the channel. So I guess I guess you pick the channel next and then the content plan would flow out of that frequency yep. and the type of content, the, uh, the hook for engagement and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. I know one thing we talked about in our pre-interview that I was really curious about that I'm like, oh, I have to sneak this into the conversation. So you said you had some experience in engaging existing communities like Reddit. And I'm like, I haven't had a lot of conversation about what could be done with Reddit. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, Reddit is a, <laughs> it's a very tough cookie to crack, I have to say. I mean, the whole point of Reddit is that it's not to be supposed to be self-promotional. So it's very hard to to be, you know, Sweetfish Media or GetAccept or IBM or Apple and, you know, start a Reddit thread for your company unless you're a really big brand that people are already fanatic about. But otherwise, uh, if it's kind of a brand awareness perspective, people don't know you, you can't start a thread, no one's going to care. Then you could start a thread about a topic no one's kind of really heard about yet. So say you're, uh, if you're a new category leader created by G2 or whatever, you could start a thread about that category and maybe it will grow over time, but not even sure. What's more interesting in Reddit is understanding that, well, it is a community that you're not going to own yourself, 
but you can be a part of and you can generate a lot of value. If you go in the sales thread, you know, people in there ask, you know, what tool should I use for, you know, mass email outreach or how do I do this? How do I do that? I mean, if I were an SDR or an AE at, you know, Gong or Outreach or Lemlist, I would be checking those, you know, threads every day because there are so many hot leads to find there. But then it's more about as a user engaging, sharing content as well, because it's all about this, you know, karma point system. So the more points you have, uh, then the more trust and credibility you build about yourself as a user. So it's a community that's easy in a way to get value out of, but it's hard to, as a, from a company perspective, to really get into. It's really from a more uh, personal or kind of user perspective. Man, that's tricky. Tricky to come in there. It is. I, I, I've tried. I, I went on Reddit, you know, once and I shared like a link to a blog post I had written and got so many downvotes like, why are you doing this? No self-promotion here and stuff. So yeah, don't do it. But it's the long, like, here's the short answer, but the blog post has the full answer. That sucks. Exactly. But you, what you can do is connect with people. And then what I do on LinkedIn as well, actually, is, uh, you know, direct messaging. So, you know, write something interesting, relevant, People will start upvoting, commenting, and then you engage with them on a private level, so through direct messages. So then it's not visible to the others. It's hard. Is is there something like as you gain karma points, does your content get seen more often, or is it just pretty much seen as often as? No, it's it's seen as often. So it's more about um, it's more about the upvoting. Uh, so if I write something and you know no one upvotes it, then it will not stay very long in that thread. But the more you upvote, then the more people will be. It's kind of like LinkedIn. If you see a post with two likes, you kind of scroll quite quickly. If you see a post with two hundred likes and thirty seven comments you might stop for a second and see, oh, what's that about? Could be interesting because people are engaging with. So very similar on, on Reddit, basically. So the karma points really only demonstrate that a lot of people have liked your content before. Yeah, it demonstrates that you've been active on Reddit and, and people have interacted with your with your content in, in a positive way. Because if you get downvotes, then you will lose karma points. So yeah, it's kind of a credibility score. But of course... Reddit is, in a way, the opposite of LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, you get a lot of likes when you talk about yourself and your ego and how great you are and, you know, very kind of uh, <laughs> BS stuff. You know, I mean, it, you, it's the same thing every day, basically, you know. Whereas Reddit, it's it's more, I like to see it as more the kind of uncensored version of uh, LinkedIn where people really speak the truth in a sense. It's funny. I think if you ever have crappy content running through LinkedIn, you just have a lot of people you need to unconnect with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, of course, there's a, a lot of people posting good stuff. But I, I think for me, it's more the, you know, the level of, uh, which is always tricky. I mean, you can put out something that's advice that's very good. But maybe for me, it's super basic. And I've already heard it so many times because I've been on LinkedIn for, I think, 15 years. If you're kind of new to LinkedIn or don't engage that often, don't go every day, you'll find the post and think it's amazing. But I think LinkedIn has a problem in its algorithm, a feed of, you know, maybe they should understand that I don't need to see every post from Justin Welsh because 
a lot of things he writes is sometimes very generic, great for content writers that are in the beginning of their careers, but for someone who's been doing it for 10, 15 years, for me, it's so basic that I'm like, how does that get 2,000 likes? You know, it's like two sentences and the most basic advice. It's great, but like, come on. Yeah, no, I've actually thought the same thing about his posts. And I've loved his content to a point, but I've consumed enough of it now. It's kind of like, nah, yeah. you said that like three times, three other different yeah, last yeah. three months. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it, bro. At the same time, I have to ask myself sometimes and be like, okay, I got it. I know it. Do I actually do it? <laughs> I find that most lessons are just really good reminders. Uh, yeah. So maybe seeing it again frustrates me because I'm like, well, I'm not doing it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be reminded. We get so caught up in the candy of knowing something new and trivial that we didn't know before, yet we don't even implement the basics sometimes. And even with his advice, I'm like, I'm still getting there. Some of his basic stuff, I went through about three quarters of his course and I just stop and just kind of like remind myself to like go actually do some of the beginning parts again, which I'm trying to now. But yeah, I get what you're saying about that. But, but it's like what we're talking about, right? The the community. So if you consider that Josh, Justin Welsh, he's a leader and his LinkedIn personal account is his channel for his community, right? And his followers are then his community members. Then who is his target audience? Then it is very kind of junior content writers, or content creators, or content marketeers. So it, it would not be me, to be honest. So then, again, it's knowing the purpose, knowing your audience, and and kind of have these basic objectives. Then there are some, I don't know if um, I'm saying the last name right, so Andy Christina, I think. He shares a lot of very, very good content, and it's very detailed, really kind of, you know, shows you how to do you know, SEO optimization, go on Google Analytics with screenshots and do this very basic stuff as well. But at least when I read this, I'm like, oh, I can actually do this straight away. And it's like an actual guide. That's more the content I'm interested in when I'm checking LinkedIn or these kind of channels. So with your work with Reddit, do you find that after answering lots of questions over a period of time, months, maybe a year, like you're answering a like, couple questions a day, you know, and they're good answers, do you find that that kind of builds up, I don't know, over time? Or is it like if you're not actively engaging with it, it kind of dies? No, with Reddit, it's uh, because you don't lose karma points. It's more, I wouldn't say, it's not like LinkedIn. If you don't engage for a while, then you kind of drop. I think with Reddit, it doesn't really matter because your personal accounts, it's not, you know, you don't have your real name on Reddit. You have like a pseudonym that you create. So people don't follow the person. They really follow the content. Whereas on LinkedIn, it's the opposite. You follow, you know, Dave Gerhardt or Justin Welsh or whoever. It's like the person. And then just because he posts almost like on Twitter, then you will like it straight away, even if you haven't even read the content of the post. Whereas on Reddit, it's really about the post, the content in itself. It doesn't really matter who put it out. So you could, you know, not be active for a year, write the most interesting post on the sales thread and do very well then. How does it eventually come come back to your brand, either personal brand or your company brand? Yeah, it's very hard. Then it's about also, you know, what you put in your profile. So if you put something interesting, then of course people will click on your pseudonym and then they will see, okay, this person is 
you know, head of content that get accept. And if you have a link, they might click the link and these kind of things. So a bit like on LinkedIn, if you put something interesting and no one's seen your name before in their feed, they will check your profile and look at where you're working, what you've done and these kind of things. So it's, um, you know, making sure the whole journey, you know, is pointing to the next step, basically. So you do get a profile, you do get one external link. And that's, I mean, essentially, it's what happens on a lot of social platforms. Yeah. Like anything, like Instagram, right? If you were using hashtags or you got, if somehow you got featured in the, like, uh, that profile that has a bunch of featured stuff that it's curated for you, like people are going to click through and some percentage of them will go to your profile and check who you yeah. are. And some of those people will go to your website. So you can generate traffic there. And the more, the more lines you have out with good questions to answers over time, it's a lot of lines and your profile will get traffic. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends also who your target audience is, of course. I mean, I say for me, I have kind of, you know, a dilemma to say, so to say. I mean, get accept we target sales people. So, of course, I try to write and engage on social media platforms related to sales because that's our target audience, even if I'm not selling myself. But if I write a blog post about, you know, X ways to improve sales performance, I want to distribute it out there. So that's one target audience. Then on a more personal level, being in marketing or content marketing, I also want to you know, brand myself as a content marketeer, engage with other content marketeers to learn and share what I've learned. So it's almost, I feel sometimes a bit schizophrenic because I have kind of two audiences as a personal, you know, account on, on social media. But what I meant by that on Reddit is then you also need to understand, okay, you know, the sales thread has, I think, around a hundred or 110,000 kind of members. So that's a good audience. If you look into content marketing, it's much smaller, for example. So, you know, you need to have a good enough volume as well uh, in order to generate traffic because otherwise you might get, you know, one click uh, on your link in your profile per month. So then is it worth investing time on Reddit? Then maybe not. So check to see if your community's on Reddit. If it is and if it's active, yeah. it might be worth... Like, how much time do you think someone should put into it before they find out it's not working like it should? I know on LinkedIn, I usually tell people, I'm like, hey, it's there's a price to pay to kind of figure out if it works. And it's posting once a day for about 90 days. If you go hard and yeah. keep swinging and try to make it a little bit better every single time, by the end of 90 days, you should see see something happening. To be honest, it's hard to say because I wouldn't say I'm using Reddit as a you know, lead gen or demand gen or however you want to call it tool. I use it more as a content generating tool at the moment because, again, it's a very raw, unfiltered forum where your audience is really sharing their pain points. I mean, if you go on the sales thread, you know, it's a lot of curse words, people talking about unhappy they're in their jobs, how unhappy they are with their boss, with sales processes, with pitching, with prospects. So then you really understand the pain points much more than on LinkedIn because on LinkedIn, everything is butter to look nice. Even if you say, oh, sales is hard, but here are the five solutions, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, on Reddit, on Reddit, it's like sales is hard and it's really, really hard. And here are the five reasons why, you know, going to quit sales next month if things don't turn around. So it's, um, what I like to do is go on Reddit to read a lot of comments and content and stuff like that. And then I take it and then I write on LinkedIn 
So I kind mm -hmm. of take the content from Reddit, transfer it to LinkedIn. A lot of times I'll, you know, source that I, with a screenshot or whatever. So I found it on this thread and stuff like that, but it works very well. Actually, I have a colleague who was just starting on LinkedIn. And so I helped her out with her second ever LinkedIn post that she did. It was back in June or something. And so she had maybe 200 connections. And uh, what I said to her is I go on Reddit, find the Reddit post on the sales thread that had like the most interaction in the past six months, and then use that topic on LinkedIn, try to do something around LinkedIn on there. And then the most, um, the thread or the post with the most interaction on Reddit at the time was a question if Michael Scott was actually a good salesperson, the character from The Office. And so she posted a poll on LinkedIn asking that, you know, yes or no, is Michael Scott a good salesperson? Uh, and of course, LinkedIn poll generally increases the reach of your post as well. And then I told her, just make sure to tag an influencer in your post as well, because if he or she interacts, that also increases the reach. So she tagged uh, Daniel Disney. And because I was talking with him, so he interacted with her post as well. Or I think actually I mentioned him in the comments or something like that. So her second ever post, she had like 200 connections. And I think that post generated over 500 likes, you know, like 200 comments and got like 80,000 views for somebody who had just started her LinkedIn account like a week before and it was her first or second ever post. So it's a lot of things you can steal from one section or like one platform or one channel and take over to another and works really well. That is a fascinating hack that I've never considered before. On LinkedIn, you're getting what people are saying, but on Reddit, you're going to get a little bit closer to how they're actually feeling and what they're thinking. Yeah. And honestly, I actually like that LinkedIn's more buttoned up because I can't handle like how just toxic Twitter can be and Facebook to a, a large degree now. Like I just, it just gets, I just feel like I need to go like take a, like a shower afterwards. It's just feels nasty, <laughs> like hearing people rant and rave and use yeah, yeah. like bad language. But at the same time, I know people like the authenticity, but I'm like, well, you've given me a real excuse to go dive back into a place where people are less filtered. Yeah. Honestly, to get, to get more of what they're thinking, not just what they're saying. And that can be used yeah. to build an audience and really get some major growth because you can actually address root problems that everybody's thinking about, but they're not saying on a specific platform like LinkedIn. So that's really handy. I will ask if it's not, if you find your community is not hanging out on Reddit, like what's a few other places that are similar where you might look? I mean, there is, Reddit is quite good. I mean, LinkedIn is really the one that we use the most. We don't do Facebook quite a lot, even though I really think we should, but it's also, you know, a whole other platform. And I don't know if Facebook is the future either, so it might be not the best time to now invest time in, in trying to build a presence on Facebook. We do Instagram quite a bit, but it's more from a culture you know, kind of building the company culture and these kind of things, or like brand. Like would you consider Quora or Facebook groups to be like the best solution? If they're not hanging out on Reddit, where are they hanging out and speaking their mind? Yeah, Quora is quite good. Uh, it's I use it sometimes, not as much as I should, but it's definitely one I'm trying to to investigate more. Yeah, I mean, otherwise it's a lot of Slack channels or, you know, like you were saying, communities like Rev Genius and Pavilion and, and these kind of places that sales confidence 
quite a few communities out there in, in that aspect. So it's more about finding the relevant one for, for yourself and also depending on, you know, geography and these kind of things. Uh, we, we target quite a few markets also in different languages. So when we, we have a whole team for France, both marketing and sales, so anything we do there is going to be in French, uh, especially with the French people. I mean, I'm French myself, you know. It's very hard to do things in English. Actually, today, by mistake, we sent an email to all our users uh, about an update we have in the product, and we sent it in English to everyone. And straight away, the French team was like, why did you do that? You have to send it in French to French people. They don't like English. So, you know, you need to be very careful and uh, attentive also to where your audience is and what language they use as well, for example. Absolutely. Well, Thomas, this has been a fascinating conversation. I'm definitely walking away with some nuggets that I, I just can't wait to get off and now like go searching through Reddit to see, see what I can find for myself. <laughs> Where can people find, learn more from you and learn more about GetAccept online? Yeah, if they want to learn more about GetAccept, um, www.getaccept.com. You'll find a lot of information, especially if you're interested in the uh, digital sales room. And then about myself, you can find me uh, on LinkedIn, Thomas with an H and last name I-G-O-U. French, short, not too hard. Um, Igu. But uh, yeah, yeah, feel free to connect. And I'm super happy to discuss more about Reddit because I feel still I have a lot to learn from it as well. Fantastic. Thanks again for joining me today. Thanks, Dan. All right. All right. Let's talk about what caught my attention from this interview. First off, Reddit is way more worthwhile than I thought. Did you catch what he said? What he said? It's not just about it being a promotional channel, though it can work for that, but it's for gaining insights about the community that you can speak to. Not everybody says what they're thinking, especially on a place like LinkedIn where I spend all my time. It is more buttoned up. It is polished. People are nice there. I like that about LinkedIn. People are generally polite And they're on a certain level of guard because they know their boss and their employer and future employers and all their coworkers can see them and see like everybody's conversations are public to be seen. And that's kind of a good thing. Social niceties are a good thing. But what that leaves out is what they're really thinking, right? And we've all been in meetings where someone's talking and they're completely oblivious to what everybody's thinking, even though everybody's thinking the same thing. That happens in communities all the time, time, time. What they're saying is one thing, but what they're thinking could be a little bit different or way different. On a place like Reddit, most profiles are anonymous. Most people are working under pseudonyms of some kind. Not always, but a lot of them are. So you're going to get a lot more vulnerability and a lot more aggression and a lot more sometimes toxicity, right? That's why I don't like to hang out on Twitter. (laughs) But truth be told, it's actually a good place to go into and see what people are talking about because it's probably going to be a little bit closer to what they're actually thinking about, what what their main pain points are. So this is what I'm going to do right after I like finish pushing record on this this after show piece. First, I want to log go into Reddit Find my community there, if it's there at all. If not, we mentioned going to Quora, Facebook groups, or trying to find a place where people have anonymous logins. I think Discord might also be a good place for this. Um, But I'm going to start with Reddit. I'm going to go look for what people are asking. And not just what people are asking, but how the conversation is unfolding. What people are saying. What are other people saying uh, in agreement with? How are they saying it? 
And I'm going to try to note the differences of what there's what I'm hearing on Reddit now with what I'm generally hearing in podcast conversations or LinkedIn conversations. Once I find those differences, you better believe I'm going to make a round of content for LinkedIn based on what I think people are actually feeling because of what I'm finding on Reddit. Now, I'll have to do a follow-up episode to this because I'm actually going to try to execute this and then follow up to see how it went. I recommend you do the same or you can wait to see what my results are. Either way, I think this is a gold mine that I have not yet tapped and probably doesn't take that long to find. So we'll see how long it takes and what the results are. Now, I'll post about this again a couple of weeks from now. 